Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight. And I am Ryan Knight. And today, we are but simple squires, off on a side quest to delve into the realm of anime. Yeah, and we are continuing our series on Parasite the Maxim. Yeah, and we are on episode 16. And so if you have no idea what's going on, uh, you probably want to go back to the first episode about these. Because we're going episode by episode and kind of just breaking them down and talking about the whole show so like this yeah, is kind of like a book club like a, to me yep exactly but there's still no pages involved no because we don't know how to <laughs> read <laughs> um we should also mention too we are getting close to being done with parasite the maxim and we're going to start a new series after that so i guess if anybody has any suggestions or something yeah that, they could, that's what uh, i was gonna say if somebody has any recommendations i think the only stipulations that we're gonna keep are it needs to be dubbed the series needs to be completed so it can't be something that's currently coming out right and not like nothing over like 60 episodes yeah we would prefer to keep these i mean at the rate we're going right now this we had a long conversation about this already but we uh Eventually, the goal would be to come out with one of these a week, but as it stands right now, how they're kind of smattered uh, throughout all of our episodes, it's just it takes an incredibly long time to finish the series. So for now, we're trying to stick with stuff that's a little bit shorter. Yeah. But yeah, if anybody wanted to email us suggestions, you could do that at kotpl.pod at gmail.com, and we would appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. So let's jump right into Parasite. So we will start with episode sixteen, Happy Family, uh, directed by Yuki Inaba. Inaba. That's how it's. Inaba. It, yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, and written by Shoji Yonamura. And when did these come out? I was hoping you had that pulled up because I do. Not. I do. So <laughs> this one originally aired in Japan January 29th, 2015, and then it was released. The dub was released in America uh, February 13th, 2016. Yep. So usually about a year later. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess it takes a long time. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, this episode is. I I I think this is kind of where the series picks up again, but I don't I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because I, I think we talked about like in the previous three that it felt like a little bit of a lull in the action and kind of a slump. Um, I definitely felt like these three episodes were ramping back up again. So oh, yeah, it I, puts it, I its foot on sure. the gas, dude. Yeah, it really does. In a in a in a good way too, not like super ham fisted. Like they did a good gradual kind of ramp back up which i liked yeah so this episode opens up with uh two parasites are blowing up uh, shiro's office and if you don't remember who that is that is the private detective that shinichi had met with and so he's one of the few people that actually knows the truth about shinichi yeah and that yeah. scene is heartbreaking yeah so it this part is kind of rough um I uh, at first I was very confused at the beginning of this. I'm not gonna lie, because I knew that it says like investigation office, so I was like, oh okay, it's Shiro's office. But then I got kind of confused because at one point Migi says something like they were most likely trying to get at the detective or something like that, 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wait, was that a different guy? Like, I was kind of confused. It is that a was, little confusing. It was mostly me just being a dumb. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get... Uh, we see Shiro come home to his house and he panics and he calls out for his wife and his daughter. And, uh, he runs into a room that is clearly splattered with blood and we don't really see anything thankfully, but you know, other than his face in terror. So yeah, it's pretty kind of love the way this show does like the aftermath of a scene where something happened because like the blood doesn't look, it doesn't. I don't know. It looks. It looks like legitimate. Like the way it's like dark and like arterial, like and staining stuff. Right. Like I, and it's only for a couple seconds that you even see that. But yeah. I just. I think that's really good attention to detail. Yeah, and they actually do a surprisingly good job too of because when the parasites kill someone, they usually kill them with like blades and like slashing motions. So most of the blood splatter is like slashed up onto the walls like it doesn't look like a gunshot wound type of thing or which is which again is good attention to detail in my opinion yeah so yeah this is how the episode opens and then we cut back to the fight that was already happening between miki and shinichi (laughs) couldn't they have named this guy something else so close to miki I yeah, and I don't really know why they did that. I was trying to figure that out. Is too. it? I feel like there's a joke in Japanese that has to do with Migi Miki, because 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 like when he meets him, he's like, oh, that's funny. My name is Miki. Right. Which yes. Maybe, maybe there's something funny there in Japanese that just doesn't translate. Right, and that very well could be. Um. So Miki is commenting on how, uh, he he very clearly is more powerful than Shinichi and there's no way that because Shinichi still has his human brain that he and Migi will be able to defeat him basically. Right. Yeah. They can't communicate effectively enough and quickly enough. Right. He also comments that the guy that Shinichi killed in the parasites dining area looked like he wasn't killed instantly, which is usually how parasites like to kill people is instantly yeah the dining area yeah i do like this part when miki laughs and his face just gets all insanely laughing i mean it it happens to all the parasites when they laugh i know but then he just stops and like shinichi has this horrified look on his face and miki's like oh i'm sorry was that not an appropriate time to laugh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, pretty good <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I I love the way that this guy like he has like the his like his two arms are blades like the way it's set up looks really cool. Yeah, so he has both arms that are three tentacle blades a piece, so he has like a lot of attack power. Right, and yeah, and they and then they think that he is three parasites in one body. That's at least what it would appears to be. Yeah, and that's what Migi has been sensing as well. Um, so they assume that the three parasites in this body are the arms and the head. Therefore, they're like, well, if we cut his legs, uh, it'll it will help, you know, kind of bring him down and and weaken him. Right. Um, they so then they end up running away. Right. Yeah, because Shinichi's way faster than this guy for some reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, the guy runs really slow. Yeah, he just like looks like a derp too while he's running. He's just yeah, like it, smiling like an idiot. Right. Yeah, and like when he jumps out of the truck, this at this part when he catches up to him, he jumps off the back of the truck and he he lands and instead of like most of the other parasites where they're very graceful, he like lands and he's like ooh and he falls <laughs> yeah, over. But we we're gonna find out why that is here shortly, which is very right. cool. Um, yeah, and his neck is like bent completely to the side after he falls. Yeah, yeah, because he like lands awkwardly and it bends his freaking neck over. Yeah, and his neck's like completely sideways, and he talks to Shinichi. He's like, "Yeah, you sure are fast, aren't you?" Yeah, and he's yeah, you sure do like to run. Um, so they allow Miki to attack them, and Miki attacks Miki's leg, and uh. <laughs> so he ends up cutting him, but it doesn't actually really do anything. Yeah, he yeah he doesn't like slice through it like he normally would. Right. Yeah. And okay. I, this you you added that. I was like, wait a minute, it doesn't look like something I wrote. But the little yeah. tiny little teeny tiny mouth. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, I love that. Like when Migi like wants to talk to Shinichi but be like really secretive about it, he makes like this little tiny like Pac Man looking mouth, and he just like goes right into his ear, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, because Migi is telling Shinichi the plan really quick, and he's basically saying, you know, just just defend yourself, and then that's when Migi attacks uh, Miki's leg, and he cuts him, and it doesn't, yeah, it has no effect, and Miki starts laughing because he's, yeah, it it doesn't bother him, and he knows he's going to defeat them, basically. Dude, but Shinichi blocks the blades with his hand, which I think is sick. He slaps them away, yeah, which yeah, is awesome. Like, no. <laughs> but then Miki tries to attack them again, and his two blades from one from each arm comes down and they collide with each other. Yeah. And that obviously is not normal for a parasite because they're usually super in tune with what they're doing. Right, right. So it yeah, it almost seems like this guy doesn't have like full control. Yeah, and this is when Miki comments that Miki's leg is not a human leg, and that the three so they he can't figure out how the three parasites are distributed in the body, but he says that they don't seem to be working very well together. They're not very cohesive. Yeah, which is also pretty much why he when he jumps out of the truck he falls down. Like we've seen him fall down multiple times, but we're gonna yeah, find he's out. Kind of clumsy. Yeah, and we'll find out a little bit more of that here shortly. Yeah, so Miggy's like, probably the only way to kill this guy is just like to remove the head, and maybe all the parasites won't be able to communicate anymore at all. And I mean, he doesn't really, he's not really like sure what'll happen, because this guy's kind of a weird case. But he's like, that's what they hope will happen. Right, he's a freaking wild card for sure. Um, Yeah, wild card for sure. Yeah, and so Sunichi runs away again, and they, like, make a plan, and they're like, oh, we're going to fight him in the woods because, like, he doesn't have super good control over his blades, so, like, anything restricting him would make it harder for him to fight us. Right, which works out good because they go into the woods, and this dude's, like, swinging like crazy, and he ends up hitting the trees a lot of the times, like, getting his blades stuck in the trees a lot. And then uh, they make up a quick plan on the spot, and Migi basically says, just... Like, run until he learns our patterns, and then when I tell you to, run directly towards him. 
right? And they do this, and it's very effective. And Migi turns into a blade as Shinichi runs up there, and they cut this dude's head off. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, this part's kind of weird. It's gross. Yeah, but it's awesome. It is awesome. It's it's lovingly animated, which is really cool. Yeah, so you have this this now body standing there with no head, and all of a sudden, Migi is like, wait a second. There's not three parasites in there. There's five uh, parasites. Yeah. So as he's saying this, the right hand of Miki's body turns to like goo and it reaches up and like <laughs> a, it touches the neck hole and then distributes a bunch of fleshy material onto the head where the head was. Yeah, yeah, he like oozes his arm onto his head. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And then <laughs> then it turns into sort of a face and it starts talking. And it commands Miki to return back to the right arm. Yeah, so and then, it's like you were not ready. You 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 will never seize command again. <laughs> yeah. So then <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> right. The blob that was Miki crawls back up the body and reattaches to the right arm where where the right arm was now dis, uh, detached and it made the new head. Um, yeah, so then we get the uh, that there are five parasites, one for each arm, one for each leg, and then one for the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, who now took over the head, says that he and Miki are the only ones who can um, control all five of them at once. However, this guy can do it way better than Miki was able to. Oh, yeah. This dude is sick. And spoilers, this is the same guy that was in the Yakuza station. Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes more sense. It's actually not a spoiler. You, you, I mean, you could. You could Wait, the that. smiling face guy? Mm-hmm. Remember he changes himself? Like the guy he kidnaps? Oh, that's right. You, Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah, and um, this guy is a badass. Well, and this part also makes sense too. I thought back on this is uh, when we first see him and he's like playing the piano, and the guy comes in and tells him there's someone who needs to be dealt with, and he looks at his right hand and he's like, "That's a that's good because Miki needs practice." Mm-hmm. That makes sense now as to why Miki was controlling the body and he was just acting as one of the arms. Um. But yeah, so this guy, um, he can control all five of them incredibly well. And, yeah, and go ahead, he, sorry. He, oh, I was just going to say, so he turns his arms into tentacles, but he also makes his legs have like blades come out so he can actually jump into the trees and climb the trees. <laughs> yeah, and Miki's like, oh no, this battlefield gives him way more of an advantage than it does us now. Yeah, because he's like jumping around like freaking crazy from tree to tree and he's also attacking as he's doing it yeah yeah he's yeah he's like trying to kill shinichi this whole time yeah and he's landing a lot of small attacks because shinichi runs away and he's constantly getting little nicks and cuts as he's running because this guy is is fast yeah and shinichi like makes it to the road and he keeps running and this guy like lands and he changes his legs into like deer legs so they have like that weird backwards knee thing and just hauls ass yeah, because Shinichi gets into a truck 
<laughs> well, no, Shinichi tries to flag down a truck, and then the truck doesn't catch, doesn't doesn't take him. But then Migi's like, "Let's go!" and just stretches oh, out and right. grabs onto the onto the yeah, end of it and pulls right. Shinichi into the truck. That's right. Yeah. But then here comes this dude, literally anime running. He sprints up to the truck and he jumps onto the truck to try and freaking attack Shinichi. And um, then so Migi reaches into the truck and like intentionally runs it into this other truck to knock the guy off. Mm-hmm. So Shini- yeah, Migi knows yeah. how to drive cars. Yeah, sort of. I mean, he does a pretty good job. He doesn't wreck the trucks, so... No. Because <laughs> that would have killed both of them, I guess. Yeah. But this other dude, all it does is, like, dislodge him from their truck, and it jacks him up, and he stands up as the two truck drivers who hit him get out, and they're like, man, I, that other guy didn't even stop. He's insane. And then the Miki guy gets up, and he's like... I'm not sure what his name is, but it's not Miki. No, 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 it's not. That's just all I have to call him uh, right that's now. That's fair. That's fair. And um call him gray suit. He uh Oh, hang on. Last sec. He um anyways, he says like, "Oh, I seem to have lost a lot of blood during that." Sorry. That's and, totally uh, fine. He says, "I must, you know, I need to get more blood." And he freaking Kills the two truck drivers and like eats he, them. He just like turns his face into a bunch of teeth and just chomps yeah. the dude's head. He just grabs his shoulders and eats like the top half of him. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they so Shinichi's actually able to get away. Yeah, right? and then we clip. Yeah, because then we clip back over to uh, Shiro talking to the police and mentioning something to him about the parasites, but. At this point, Shiro's pretty much distraught. Like he's like yeah, losing dude, his, his family's dead. Yeah. And we clip back over to Migi telling Shinichi he needs to change of clothes and he needs to eat something. Mm-hmm. But then Shinichi says that he doesn't have any money. And Migi literally turns the palm of the hand into a mouth and reaches into it, like down into the yeah. wrist, and pulls out Gross. a roll of money. <laughs> it's it's cool. so weird. Yeah, and, and he's like, where did you get that? And he's like, I stole it from that truck driver earlier. And he's like, before yeah. you even lecture me, realize I am not human, and therefore I cannot, I like, I don't care about the stealing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that part's kind of uh, gross. It's really gross, and it's really weird. So then Shinichi ends up calling his dad and telling him he needs to leave and get out of the house because there's a monster coming, the same one who killed his mother. And his dad... Not really buying it. He kind of is, but not really. Yeah, I mean, Shinichi's been super distant this whole time, but his his dad knows what's going on. Right. Um, and he also, we go to the where Shinichi's dreaming and talking to Migi, but Migi looks like a like skeleton monster thing, which is really cool yeah. looking. And Shinichi's like, you don't look anything like you do in real life. And Migi's like, yeah, you don't either. But we don't ever see what Shinichi looks like in the dream. No. Um, and Migi says that they've done that 16 times. 
But I'm assuming it's because Migi is trying to make contact with the other, what does he say, the other 30% of me that's inside yeah, your body? he's trying to find the other rest of his cells. Yeah, and he says he clearly can't do it. So he said there's no more point to them meeting in the dreams. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what does he say? He's like, he's like, remember this when you wake up so we don't have to have this conversation or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then we go to uh, the parasites from the beginning who destroyed the detective's building and killed Shiro's family are talking to Ryoko um, and the Miki five parasite guy. Yeah, because I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I, he has a name, but I can't remember it right now. And then um, Mur- there's a quick little part with Murano where she gets a hold of Shinichi's backpack from the other girl. Right, it's gonna... just like an excuse to go see him. Yeah, which actually, at first I was like, man, that's dumb. Like, why'd they even do that? But it's actually, they're playing like the long con for the next few Fair. episodes. Yeah, which is which is actually really well done. Yeah, and then we go to uh, the detective Shiro. He, uh, he ran from the police and he like decides that he's going to freaking kill Ryoko, right? Yeah, because he knows she's she's the one who killed his family, basically. Yeah, and and the parasites are kind of becoming suspicious of Ryoko because she kind of is acting so, a little differently. I I put in the notes that 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 guy was the five parasite guy, but I don't think that's correct. I don't think it's it was not. Him. It's it's okay. it's part of the it's part of the people that broke into uh, Shiro's house. Okay, because there's yeah, three yeah. of them. There's three of them, which is going to be important in a minute. And yeah, they're, obviously it's not that guy because of what happens next. Yeah, and so the parasites kind of decide to like act out of like the rest of the parasites, and they want to kill Ryoko on their own. Right. Yeah, so at the very end of this episode is Ryoko sensing that there are uh, three parasites near her home or whatever uh, with like murderous intent. Yeah. So she goes to face them, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, pretty solid episode, I think. I like this one. It was pretty good. Um, It shows in the notes. I have almost two pages worth of notes on it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, So with that, we'll move on to episode 17, The Adventure of the Dying Detective, directed by Hiromichi Matano and written by Shinzo Fujita. Yeah, and these episodes were – it was originally released in Japan on the 5th of February 2015, and then it came out in the English dub the 20th of February 2016. Yeah, so this one opens exactly where the last one left off, which – Yeah, and this show's really good about doing that in my opinion. Yeah, which makes it very easy to like binge watch because of that. Like – There's nothing that drives me more crazy, and we've talked about this before, but it's like where every show treats the treats it like you're watching it on TV, like a week later. So they previously on Yu-Gi-Oh. Exactly, they recap what just happened for like it takes like four minutes to get that out of the way. Then at the end, it's like next time on Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like is Yu-Gi gonna defeat Kaiba? Right, I don't know. This show's good about not doing that. And it's not to say they don't have some kind of, you know, weaker things, but they're really good about not doing stupid stuff like that. So, yeah, and there's actually a few 
There's a few other shows I can think of that make an even worse sin where they they have the clear cut for a commercial break in the middle. And after the commercial break, they feel like you have to rewatch what you saw four minutes before the commercial break to yeah. to remind that you. That shit drives me insane. Yeah. So this the show does not do stuff like that, which is really good. Which, yes, in today's digital age, it's not as big of a deal because I can just pick it up and fast forward through all that stuff. Very but true. You have to be on top of your game. You can't like just passively watch the show then. Right. Um, so the three other parasites attack Ryoko. Um, she, one of them, he like he tries to attack her. Well, she she runs away immediately, which I like. That's like, right. She yeah. doesn't she doesn't like face them right away. She like uses her parasite in like an interesting way and like pogo hops over this wall, and like she goes into this construction site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. That's so that she can kind of gain an advantage of them not being able to. Um, it's not nearly as open, so they can't like all three attack her at once. In my, that's what I'm assuming, and it also is out of like the vision of like people. Well, and it's it's also interesting that she mentions in the beginning that all the parasites have a different personality, that right. they don't all necessarily act the same, and but a lot of them do act the same, and she's kind of like. She she knows how they're going to approach this fight. Like they're going to be really straightforward, and so she, she like kind of develops a plan inside of her own head how to deal with them. Oh, okay, makes sense. So yeah, but like you said, they like start fighting, and <laughs> I don't I feel like she's not attacking it. Like her the the tentacle that she uses looks so weird. She like blocks the guy's blade and he like chops her tentacle off in midair and he's like too slow and then her tentacle comes down and just like shoots inside of his body. It like yeah. bur- burrows into his in, into his spine. And then she she's like you can keep that and just runs away but in, like with, with like the top part of her head missing so it's just like her nose and mouth. Yeah, and and she's just laughing, like insanely laughing. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> and some people see her run by like this and they follow her and they're like uh she turns around and she's like oh yeah and they're like yeah we just saw this lady running by missing the top of her head and ryoko's like that's strange i have my head but it's empty inside and she like pulls her head in two so they can see that there's nothing in there it's really yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) And the, and the other parasite comments he's like oh she's like losing her mind she's she's not able to to make rational thoughts anymore like why would she split herself in two like that she's not going to be able to survive what a waste yeah because he assumes she split so much of her herself off that now yeah that's what's draw that's what's making her insane is there's not enough parasite left in her main body mm-hmm. and the parasites are assuming what she's doing is trying to take over the other hosts right yeah Right, she's trying to like. They think she's trying to force her way into mm-hmm. the other hosts. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So uh, but the one back who to the guy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the first the first guy that her other parasite tentacle went inside of. He goes nuts and he like jumps on the other female parasite that's there, um, and then he freaking explodes. Like yeah, he like ruptures. Yeah, from the inside. Uh, and then that same little tentacle parasite jumps out of that body and into the other female's body. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, that guy, that other parasite comes back, and that lady's kind of like, she looks possessed almost. And he assumes that Ryoko has taken over her body and starts fighting her. Yeah, and he kills her. Yeah, he does. But but then Ryoko walks up behind him and just dices him all up into pieces. Yeah. And she basically explains that you know, she's come to understand the way they work better than most of them know. Um, and it should be noted that she cuts this guy's head off perfectly to where his parasite, there's still plenty of him inside the head. And it right, like, she, she little... wanted to lecture him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wanted him to stay alive. So yeah, he, he like jumps at her and she just bats him away with her purse. Yeah. Yeah, because he's so weak, basically. It's like what we've seen earlier where uh, Migi detaches himself from Shinichi. Right. But then he says, like, like when he's trying to kill Shiro, he's like, I don't have enough mass to do this. Right. Um, but yeah, so she lectures this guy while he's basically like a walking little flesh dog. Right. And she explains that the reason she was able to sneak up on him was because the fact that he had killed that other parasite, there were so many little bits of her like like sending out a signal that it kind of masked the fact that she was coming back to kill him. Right, because she says she knows that they're two strongest like they have two very strong emotions and one is like murderous intent and the other I can't remember what she says the other one is. Um, yeah, something. But it should also be noted that as she's talking the little parasitic form of her comes out of that other lady's body and they're both saying the same things, but their voices sound different until she reaches out and grabs it. And then their voices merge. And that was so cool. Well, they're actually two separate entities (laughs) until she touches back. Right. Until she brings it back within her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the second she actually touches it on her arm, it, it connects back, which is really cool. Yeah, I just I like the way they played with the voices though. How the one it's like voice sounds all small and squeaky yeah. because it's, it's it's tiny, and then she grabs it and it immediately starts talking like with her voice. Yeah. Uh, so then we uh, we see that uh, Shiro has broken into Ryoko's house and stolen her baby. Yeah. So in return, Ryoko breaks into Shinichi's house. And calls him on the phone. No, Shinichi calls home because he's That's checking right. on his dad. That's right. Yeah. Who was not there at the time, luckily. Because mm-hmm. he took Shinichi's advice. Um, this, uh, this part's very interesting. Um, you don't realize how interesting it is until later. But it, it has like a huge impact on what's going to happen. Yeah, it does. Um, so Murano shows up again. Uh, trying, trying to give Shinichi his backpack. Right. And that's as Ryoko is leaving, and she ends up talking a little bit to Ryoko. Well, Ryoko is not Ryoko, Murano assumes that that's Shinichi's mom. Right. Yeah, because I guess Which she's is weird never... though, but didn't, didn't she not, wouldn't she, I just thought about this, I don't know why I didn't think about this. Didn't, Ryoko taught at the school, right? Yeah, but she doesn't look the same, remember? She changed. I feel her like face. she looks the same. Am I, I feel am like I she insane? looks very yeah, she looks very similar too, but yeah, she changed her face, which I'm assuming <laughs> is why they don't recognize her. It's like somebody be like, I put on a disguise, they just have like a fake mustache on. It's like, okay. <laughs> Still looks the same, dude. 
anyway, yeah, so Murano tries to give Shinichi's backpack, and he, like, she runs into Ryoko, and she follows Ryoko, but Ryoko's insanely fast. Yeah, that's right. Ryoko runs away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it clips to Murano talking with her friends while walking, but she's, like, thinking about Shinichi and hoping he's going to be back soon. And yeah. sees him go by on the bus. So she, like, goes to where the bus stop was going to be. Um, and she sees Ryoko again. But they're also in the neighborhood where Kana lived, right? Yeah, that park that they're going to is near where Kana was, like, where Kana lived. I think it's in that same area of the city. Yeah, district or whatever they say. Um <laughs> This is your note, so you explain that to me. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I don't understand. Like, her logic makes no sense to me sometimes. It's None. like the fact that That's she true. just, like, runs down this girl. I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. Uh-uh. And how, how does she not realize Sunichi's a parasite? Like, I don't get it. It makes no sense. <clears throat> yeah, because, like, Kana, Kana figured this stuff out really quickly. Like, Kana was very smart. Murano seems to not be very smart. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand it. So then we end up with Shiro, Shinichi, Ryoko, and Murano all in this like park district, all in separate areas, but in the same district. You can tell by the way they, uh, by the way they kind of do the scenes. You can tell they're in the same park, just not anywhere near each other at the beginning. And it is kind of important that Shinichi showed up a little early because uh, Ryoko asked him to show up at 5.20, and she's supposed to be meeting the kidnapper at 5 o'clock. Right. Um, and Shiro also has Ryoko's baby there at yeah. the park. <clears throat> and so Shiro and Ryoko meet, and they talk about... Shiro basically insults her, saying she can never understand what it's like because she's not a human and she will never feel anything like it feels to be a human. Right. And that's when Migi feels Ryoko's emotions, but it's like weird because it's not a normal emotion that for a parasite uh, parasites put off. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so Shiro hoists the baby up over his head. Like, he's going to throw it off this freaking ledge. <clears throat> and Ryoko stabs him. And he drops the baby, and she catches it. Um, and Shiro is surprised that she reacted at all. Because yeah, he is. He assumed she wasn't going to do anything. Because he assumed, as a parasite, she feels no emotion. I like that, too, how Ryoko's also surprised by her own yeah, actions. she is. So, yeah, Shiro, like, falls off this ledge. And like falls down. He's he's not quite dead. No, he's just jacked up. So yeah, the the that, detectives. Which why are they there? I don't know. I couldn't quite figure that out either. Is it be? Did were they Shiro tell following them? Following Shiro. I th- oh, you know what? Actually, I okay. Yeah, there is that scene where he's like sitting in he sit he's sitting in that that uh, detective's office, and he's like. And he's like, you know, be be at the park, like something something's gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's why they're there. Yeah, that's that's the best I could come up with. Yeah, yeah. And so the detectives find him, and he 
he tells him about Ryoko's baby, and he's like, yeah, I got a little bit of blood on the baby's clothes. And he explains what she's wearing. And and then he's like, he's like, I know you had a partner. And he's like, is your partner human? And he's like, yeah, my partner was human. And then he dies. Right. But um, he doesn't actually So then the police Shinichi, go... Though. No, he doesn't say anything about Shinichi. Um, so then the police go and they find Ryoko and they realize that, that she is part of the kind of parasitic gang that they're trying to bring down. Um, and then Shinichi runs up and comes across all these cops and Ryoko holding her baby. And then the episode's over. Yeah. Kind of a cliffhanger, actually. Yeah, but luckily we got to watch the next one. Yeah, no kidding. So episode 18 is called More Than Human. It's directed by Uche Yamashiro. And written by Shoji Yonomura. Yeah. So yeah, this episode opens right up, right where we were, right right back to Ryoko and uh, Shinichi, and they're talking. And yeah, and the cops are kind of scared to act because she has the baby. And they're right. actually not 100% sure if she's a parasite or not. Yeah, the lead dude is by, about the only one who's saying that that's who she is. The rest of them are just kind of following orders. Yeah. And Ryoko explains to Shinichi that she's killed like 36 humans or something like that. She's like, most of them have been for food. But recently, I have, I've been eating just like humans do, and I've been able to survive. So parasites don't need to eat humans to survive. That's right. Um, that's, that's his name, Goto. Right, right. Because... Yeah, and, she, and she starts talking about him, and she's like, he, he's, he's, he's indestructible but extremely fragile. Yeah, which they were like, that's a complete contradiction. You realize that, right? Yeah, she's just like, they realize that makes no sense, right? But the funny thing is, it 100% does. Remember that she said that. Right. Um, oh, that's right. The she's cops she's the one that created yet. him, too. Yeah, she says he's an experiment of mine. Uh, um, this is when the cops run up. I forgot. I must have put oh, it that's in right. my they, notes. They weird. run up on them, they, them already talking. Because that's that, yeah, right. that makes him really suspicious about Shinichi. Yeah. Yeah, because the main guy is like um, saying something about Shinichi being there with a suspected parasite and also having found his friend who was killed by a parasite. This yeah. is the guy who questioned Shinichi right after that happened. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, the detectives know who Shinichi is and they like do a little game to see if it's actually Shinichi. He like calls him the wrong name. Yeah, and Shinichi's like looks all confused, and he points to himself, and the detective's like, "So tell me, whatever he calls him." He's like, "Do you remember who I am?" And Shinichi's like, "Uh, yeah, Detective So and So, but I think you forgot my name." Yeah. So, the detective's like, "That's obviously not a parasite." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then so, we have like this this little scene where the police are like, "All right, we got a shooter. Go she got the baby." And they're like, oh, we're not sure if she's a parasite. And like the, the main detective, like he's like, I take full responsibility for what's going to happen. And he shoots her. Right in the forehead. Yeah. And yeah, and then she just like spits the bullet out. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, she's a parasite. Yeah. 
So then they like they all start just unloading into her, and she actually, uh, uh, like her hair extends down around the baby to shield the baby to make sure it doesn't get hit. Um, yeah, and she's just soaking up bullets because there's like ten dudes shooting at her. Right, but yeah, she's like slowly walking towards Shinichi and still talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, she's like she's like cuz Shinichi's getting ready to run and Migi's telling yeah, Migi's Shinichi like, to run. 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 What are you yeah. doing? Run. And all oh, this part's crazy though because Ryoko's like, "No, wait, Shinichi." She's talking in her head. We get some like inner monologue and she's like, "I need to talk to your humanity." So she changes her face to look like his mom. Yeah. Which is which is I'm assuming she got that from being at his house. Yeah. Did you not notice her? Yeah, she's like, looking up the pictures. picture of looking at Shinichi and his dad and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So it it works very well. She speaks directly to his humanity because <laughs> right. he stops. Yeah. And yeah, and like this freaking like causes a whole ruckus in Shinichi with like him remembering his mom and stuff. Yeah. But it's yes. also kind of like nice closure for him too. Right. Um, so the cops stop shooting because she's getting so close to Shinichi and she gives, she hands the baby to Shinichi saying she's never done anything to harm the baby. And now she just wants to make sure it's raised by humans. Yeah. And Ryoko fucking says thank She says thank you to Shinichi when he takes the baby and she dies. Yeah. And, and she, the fact that she says thank you, Migi is like, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Migi's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, even Migi's like super confused because that's not a parasite thing to do. Yeah, and then Ryoko dies, and the baby starts crying, which like gives Shinichi a bunch of flashbacks to like about him and his mom. Yeah, and it's like hardcore though, like it flashing all these things of his mom, and like when he's young, and it's pretty uh pretty intense. And so Shinichi starts like crying because of all of this. Yeah. Uh, remember he couldn't cry. Yeah, remember he couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then Murano showing very little uh situational awareness yeah, just pushes runs her way the past cops. the cops. Yeah. Dumbest bitch. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, yeah, she's confusing me. Um yeah, so she's like, oh, Shinichi, you you came back. And he turns around, and he's just like, his eyes are just full of tears. And I'm not going to lie, that was by far the heaviest moment in this show for me. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, and then, which is super undercut, I feel like, by Murano being so happy that Shinichi's back. I, I know. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's See, so dumb. I agree. And I almost wish they had lined this up. Uh so that that was the end of an episode like it ended right there but it doesn't i don't There's... know this this next stuff is really really important i know but i feel like it could have been saved you know it could have been pushed into the next episode i feel like just because you could have left it on that heavy note at the end of the episode you know what i mean right right no i, I agree with you so yeah then we cut to Shinichi and his dad having uh, like some some guy leads them to have lunch in this little room inside the police station. 
Yeah, and then and then we cut to the police are leading this guy who's like he's he's like what does he say? He's like he's like monkeys, animal monkeys, pigs, bears. It was all a waste of time. He's like you you guys know I can't talk to animals, right? And okay, uh, yeah, I misunderstood that part. Yeah. Well, I would I would like to explain to you what what he means by all that, but I can't really yet. Okay. And so yeah, the he's he's like what like what what animals am I looking at today? And the police chief's like humans, and the guy just starts laughing. Right. And I don't know if you remember, but we've actually seen this guy before. Really? No, I don't remember. In the very beginning, when the little when the little parasite things are like falling down, you know, like snow, it, there's a there's a guy who's like cutting up a woman. Oh yeah. That's, okay. That's him. Really? Okay. I didn't realize that. So yeah, he says he says like this is going to be a real test. Like, do you really have the abilities like you say you have? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And they uh, like set him down, and they're like, all right, we're going to bring in five people. And we want you to see if you can tell if any of them are parasites or if any of them have abilities like you do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so Shinichi, is among, to me. Shinichi is among these five people and they're sitting in this room and they bring them in one at a time and they sit them on the other side of the glass from this guy. Uh, it's like soundproof, bulletproof glass, but... At first, I thought they couldn't see each other because the way they show it, they made it look yeah, like it, it does, was it does like a one-way mirror. Um, but it's not. It's just clear glass. And uh, so, like, the first guy comes in, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's definitely a parasite or something about the convict, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, they say this is like says a bunch of bullshit, which it makes yeah. me feel like this show has something against psychics, which I approve of. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very. It becomes kind of clear that the of these five people, they are people who claim to be psychics. So they think they are supposed to be reading the convict, but really they're trying to let the convict read them in a way. Right. Well, yeah. All they, way that all, I don't actually, all they wanted yet. was the convict to see Shinichi. Right. Um, yeah, and then the lady ends up coming in, and the convict's like, ah, oh, really? You guys put this beautiful lady in here? He's like, I've been in prison a long time. Yeah. And he starts freaking tugging himself off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so eventually they get to uh, Shinichi goes in there, and this part made me laugh so hard because the the detectives and stuff are like having a conversation and Shinichi like sits down and he's like looking through the glass, puts the headphones on and we go back to the main room and or the viewing room or whatever. And one of the officers is like, I think that piece of shit's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he is. That part is hilarious to me. Yeah. And he, yeah, he actually is sleeping. He's like, Oh, that girl wore me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so he he's like goofing off, and then he like kind of glances at Shinichi, and then he gets like all super serious and like starts staring directly at Shinichi. And well, first he, he tells, tells the first he tells Shinichi that he's very pretty, right? Yeah, and he's like put a skirt on, and I could rub another one out. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just he's, he's all weird, and then that's when he like gets the little like light bulb moment, and he's like, wait a second, and that's when he tells the um. The detective, through his headset, he says, I need you to tell him to look me in the eyes right now. 
Yeah, and he's it, do they, I love the intense faith that they give people in this show, like even that Shinichi does from time, you know, where they yeah. where they give them like those really hard lines. Right. I don't know. I, I think it looks good. Wait, what yeah. did you just erase she, right there? Uh, <laughs> I don't worry about it. Because <laughs> okay. I kind of forget that you haven't seen these. No, I haven't seen these, and that's why I felt like this felt kind of out of place from what we just came from. I felt like the thing with... This is all uh, leading up to something else. I, I understand that, and, and that's great. I just felt like it shouldn't have started in the middle of an episode, is where I... Yeah, I, like I, this I, I, I agree with you. This would have been a perfect situation to open an episode with, I felt like. It does kind of leave you on a cliffhanger, though. Yeah, it does. And the intense stare is a very good cliffhanger. So yeah, that's the end of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely think? definitely ramping back up for sure. I thought these were three very strong episodes for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just gets kind of better. Interesting. So there's only like six episodes left though, so we have only about two more podcast episodes mm-hmm. left of this of this show. So, yeah. so hurry up and get your recommendations in. Yes, please do. We would we would definitely appreciate that. Um, and just like we said, please try to be aware of the stipulations we put on it for now. Um, as time goes on, maybe we'll be able to do, you know, longer series or something different. But as of right now, we just we're trying to keep it pretty short and pretty concise. So, yeah. So what are we doing next time, Ryan? think next time we're probably going to do a round table and then after that i think is that did we decide we might do a little something a little different yeah i think so okay yeah so we'll be doing something a little bit different on the next uh book episode after the round table so everybody should uh look forward to that i don't want to spoil anything about it yet yeah, yeah. I mean, because we haven't even full, fully like decided exactly what we're gonna do, but it's gonna be something different. Yeah, it'll be a little bit different. So, so yeah, we hope to see you guys in that episode. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank yes, you for sticking def- with us. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, hopefully catch you guys next time.